Hi, I'm Alejandra Gavilanes, and this is Texas Tasty's 512 Degrees, where we talk to Texas chefs, influencers, and foodies alike about their lives in and out of the kitchen. During our podcast, we'll have interviews with our guests, and towards the end, you'll hear a groovy zap indicating our finishing lightning round of questions. Today's guest is a well-rounded entrepreneur who's had more than one reason to be in the spotlight. She's one of the owners of 3B's Boutique, which she uses to fund literacy initiatives that donate books to classrooms and libraries, and her Read the Way program takes her across the country to speak to students and basically teach them why reading is important. She's a model formally holding the titles Miss San Antonio USA, Miss Texas USA, and Miss United States. And finally, her most recent notable appearance was as a contestant on Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor. Without further ado, today's guest is Alea Benavides. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing good. You ready for these questions? I'm ready. With all of these, you know, different accomplishments under your belt, you know, how and when did you start the grind? And also, like, you know, I know that you're also only like 25, which is insane to me because I'm 21 and I feel like, you know, so small in comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it's one of those things that I don't even know that there was like a start date. It was just kind of like, like, I'm such a busybody, So I don't really know how to sit still. I feel really like, I don't know if I don't, If I'm not busy and I'm not doing something, I just get really depressed. I get really like antsy. I'm like, okay, we need to like, we need to be doing something right now. So, you know, I started the whole pageant thing back when I was a senior in high school and that just kind of kept growing and developing and doing pageants kind of pushed me to get more involved in different organizations and start my own kind of initiatives because you're just surrounded by all these incredibly accomplished people all the time that you're kind of motivated to you know to be like one of them in the sense of you want to also have accomplishments that you can talk about when you're at these events with these people so that kind of motivates you you know what they say you are with whom you associate so you know through pageants I started my read the way initiative and after I finished with pageantry, that motivated me to start my boutique. I don't know. It was just kind of a developmental thing. It was something that kept growing, kept changing as time went on. So I don't know. Now I'm just kind of stuck in this. I don't know how to stay still for an hour. <laughs> so I'm always just keeping busy. Tell me a little bit more about 3Bs and Read the Way, because, you know, like both of them heavily involve reading and just kind of like, you know, somehow promoting literacy. So, you know, tell me a little bit more about them. Why is that what you chose? Yeah. So my mom and I have always really loved shopping. I mean, what girl doesn't? But we've always loved like small businesses. We've loved boutiques. And that's kind of how we decided to open 3Bs was we wanted to continue. Well, I wanted to continue my work with the literacy initiatives, but it's different when you're doing pageants and as a title holder, you can go speak and do these things. But post pageant career, people don't really care. They don't want some random chick coming to school to talk to students. Like, why would they listen to me? You know? Mm. Um, So I was like, how can I continue to be involved, continue to like donate to different initiatives and have fun while doing it? So we decided to open up a boutique that satisfied our love for shopping and fashion and all of that fun stuff. And to donate a percentage of the proceeds to different literacy initiatives, which helped me satisfy that want and that need to 
continue to do work in that field that I had already been involved with for so many years. I guess getting a little bit serious for a sec here, you know, what with everything that's happened because of COVID, you know, I know that maybe like events that the ones that you used to do with Read the Way or, you know, maybe funding literacy initiatives might be more important than ever, you know, because a lot of people are left without uh, books, for example, or are left without that access because of COVID and any restrictions that happen because of that. So, you know, what have you personally been trying to do using, you know, maybe three B's or read the way or anything similar or any other initiative similar to that um, to try and support the kids that are currently, you know, at home? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, COVID, unfortunately, with the schools being let out, it makes it really difficult for kids because, you know, a lot of their access to books and to a lot of resources comes from the schools and the libraries. And they haven't been able to access that for quite a while. So um, I have a lot of friends that are teachers or educators, principals, things like that, um, especially through the Read the Way connections I've made. Um, so really just communicating with them with what they could use, what they need to really make this online learning, you know, something that the kids can actually attach to and relate to. Um, talking with some of the organizations um, in San Antonio that I worked with in the past that mm-hmm. uh, I did some work before with the San Antonio Public Library and they have some smaller kind of nonprofits. There was like the literacy van. There was um, a, a lot of different things that they offer to help students and just kiddos in general get access to free books without having to like drive to the library per se. So just kind of communicating with those connections and see how they're coping with COVID and what we could do to help. Thankfully, 3Bs is mostly online. So our sales really haven't made a huge difference in terms of like fluctuating or having lesser um, since we didn't have to worry about a storefront or anything. Um, Most people were shopping online anyways right now. So that's helped out a lot with us is we haven't seen a, a decrease in sales. So we've been able to kind of continue to donate as much as we have in the past, just at a, maybe a different, uh, like focal point, like instead of donating to entire schools, focusing directly on the teachers or focusing directly on this like literacy caravan that we have, um, gotcha. and things like that. You know, going back a little bit to your career, your resume that you've built as, you know, person, (laughs) that's such a funny way for me to ask, but pretty much, you know, like, was anything like reality TV ever something that you had on your bucket list or was The Bachelor just kind of like a very happy accident down the line? You know, like, how did that happen? So I had always liked The Bachelor, like, don't get me wrong, I always thought it was a cool show. I like to watch it on Mondays. I wasn't like an avid, oh my God, every Monday night by the TV bachelor fan. But if I found myself home on a Monday night, then yeah, I was going to put it on. And some seasons I kept up with some, I didn't. So, um, when I kind of found myself single during casting during Peter's season, cause I had the biggest crush on Peter, um, during Hannah Brown season, I was like, well, I'll just apply and see what happens, you know, like what, why not? What's the worst that could happen? I just don't get a call back. So I, um, 
I don't know. It was just kind of a, one of those things that I never expected to actually happen. I just kind of, my mom and I were a little wine drunk one night and my mom was like, just do it. Just do it. I'm going to do it. So she nominated <laughs> me while I was just sitting there like, oh gosh, we wrote some silly things in my application. I don't even remember what exactly, but I think she threw in something about me liking ducks and wanting to have ducks in my limo entry. I don't remember. It was something ridiculous. And I was just like, oh my God, don't put that. But she did because we were drunk and what else are you going to do? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of a a crazy event that ugh, I don't even know. Yeah, it was just weird. But it happened. What is reality TV like? Like, is it you know, because I've, I've always heard people debating, you know, like, or, or even say, like, you know, stuff like Jersey Shore, for example, like, that's t- definitely not actually real. Like, there's no way that that actually happened. It's got to be scripted. But, you know, with something like The Bachelor, um, is this something that is, that was scripted or is it something that was real? See, everybody always talks about the scripted, scripted. There's no script. Like, they're not like, okay, Alea, so you're going to do this and this is your role. No, I mean, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can't say it's real life in terms of like a guy dating 30 girls at one time is not real life. But in Bachelor world, that's I mean, it's real life, real events, real feelings. So, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty reality. I've seen maybe like clips here and there of The Bachelor, but I've never actually sat down and watched a full episode. But the closest thing I do have to a similar show is like Flavor of Love. (laughs) Okay, I've never seen that one. (laughs) Oh my God, no. It's so wild and it's so funny. But, you know, like what makes it wild and funny is that it just feels like there's no way any of this could happen because there's like, you know, Flav Flav in the center and he's like trying to date a bunch of random women. He gives them all a bunch of different names. It's the funniest thing. But then the, like, the thing that got to me, though, that makes me think that it might be at least a little bit scripted or something is just like, you know, like the arguments that all of these women have, you know, like it's like, you know, like why? Like it, it almost feels like they do it on purpose. Like they get girls to like, you know, like steal each other's stuff or to wear each other's clothes or whatever, just so that there could be some argument on camera. And <laughs> maybe camera. that is because I don't know that I would ever just walk up and steal some other chick's outfit. But um I mean, those kinds of shows are a little different. I don't know. I've only been on one TV show, so I can't speak for all of them. But in my experience, yeah, I mean, it's dramatic, but emotions are pretty high. Just imagine being quarantined with a bunch of girls that are all dating the same guy as you with no outside like, communication. You can't like distract yourself with your phone or social media or going to a movie. Like you guys are just all living together and talking about the guy you like, but you all like the same guy. Like, I don't know. It's just, things are bound to get weird. That's really interesting. I wouldn't like, I didn't even think about how you guys aren't allowed to have your phones. I did not know that. No yeah. Way. It's pretty, it's pretty secluded. We're pretty lonely. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. (laughs) Like here, here, I thought that you guys still had some kind of access to the outside world or Twitter or something. Oh, nothing. Wow. I'm I'm shocked. I'm actually shocked. That sounds like terrible, but also (laughs) so funny. Yeah, that's right. That's what I mean. Like, even though it's not a situation, it's not reality in terms of something you would, a situation you'd find yourself in, in the real world. But in Bachelor world, it's real. Like, it's real feelings, really what's happening, and really, like, crazy. (laughs) Just crazy. Do you use TikTok? 
Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't like to admit it and I'm not very good at it, but I do use it. <laughs> what what side of TikTok are you on? I don't really even know what side I would be considered. I get a lot of, I don't really get very many dancing videos. I get a lot of makeup. I have a lot of business. I have a lot of just like stupid humorous videos. So I don't, I don't know what side that would be considered, but I'm on miscellaneous TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I guess it would kind of be like, you know, beauty entrepreneurial side because you mentioned that you get um, like beauty and businesses and stuff. Maybe, maybe it would be more of that. You know, always on the grind. <laughs> always on the grind, even on TikTok. We're at Texas Tasty. We love food. So oh, yes. what is your favorite thing to cook if you cook? Oh gosh, I never cook. But when I do, um, a go-to for me is, I actually just made this the other night, is like turkey breast tacos. So it's like taco seasoning. Instead of beef, I use turkey breast to make it like a little bit leaner. Um, I get some little cherry tomatoes and cut them in half, cheese. Um, and instead of a tortilla, I'll do um, like a piece of lettuce, almost like a little lettuce wrap. So it's like a super quick, easy, low carb meal. And it's freaking amazing. So that's like an easy go-to for me. That sounds pretty good. And I don't feel guilty eating like five of them because I'm like, oh, there's no tortillas and there's no beef. So it's like at least somewhat healthy. Barbecue or burgers? Uh, Burgers. And why? Uh, Because I know how to make burgers. Really, I know how to make a damn good burger. I'm not going to lie. My burgers are good. Um, And I make them like... I don't make them on the grill. I make them on the stove. Um, I don't know how to barbecue. So I can get burgers easier than I can barbecue. <laughs> Do chips belong on a sandwich? Yes. And um, what are your favorites to put on? Ooh. Um, so if I put chips on a sandwich, I weirdly enough, I like like Fritos because they're salty. They don't have like a super distinct flavor. It's not like cheesy or oniony it's just like crunchy and salty so i like frito or maybe like the original lays but anything that's salty without like a heavy flavor oh that's interesting okay i usually go with doritos like the cheesy ones nacho ones those are those are the ones that those are my go-to usually okay okay what is your favorite kind of music um if I had to pick a favorite, I'd probably say like alternative, which nobody ever expects me to like alternative music, but it's my favorite. Um, but I kind of listen to everything. That's just kind of my, that's my happy music. If I need to get like pumped up and in a good mood, I'll throw on some like fallout boy or panic at the disco or something. Ooh. Okay. Wait, did, did you listen to like fallout boy and panic at the disco whenever they were like, quote unquote, emo scene or no? Oh God, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I loved them. I've loved them always. You have my heart. You do. <laughs> <laughs> the emo You're... scene kids got to stick together. We do. Oh, my God. We do. Oh, my God. It's like, you know, the minute I realized that you liked reading, I was like, wait a minute. Could she be? <laughs> Is she one of us? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Fun fact about myself that nobody asked for. I was president of my book club in high school and on I was really excited to like talk to you because of that because I can nerd out all day about what I read. I freaking love it. Oh man. Okay, so this is going to be super hard. I know it. Your favorite book or top three. Ah, okay. Um, 
Uh, I'm literally looking at my bookshelf as we speak, trying to like look through the titles to pick some right now. Um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is one of my favorite books. It's super funny, but it's super helpful at the same time. Um, So that's a really great one. Um, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What's another book that I love? It's hard because most of the time when I read books, I have started doing this thing where I just pick a book completely at random off my Kindle. So I have no idea what the title is most of the time. And I just read the book cover to cover. Um, And I've read a lot of really good books that way. So I don't actually know a lot of the titles of the books that I've read. Ooh, okay. It's kind of weird, but it's good. So if I had to pick three like of actual physical books that I have, though, I'd say The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. The Great Gatsby and The Dark Between Stars by Atticus. I don't think I've read that one. What's it about? That one's actually a poetry book. So it's not necessarily a story as much as it is just a bunch of poems, which in my mind are just a bunch of really, really, really short stories. But I went through a whole poetry phase like a year ago and I just read a bunch of poetry books. Like that's all I would read. I'm constantly either reading something nonfiction that isn't always super fun or I'm reading something fiction if I'm taking an English class. And (sighs) this semester, I literally just read it. Um, But there is this really good book called Severance by Ling Ma, and it's so good. I highly recommend it if you ever want something that's fiction, um, dystopia, office, uh, comedy. Like, there's so many different genres that it fits into, and it does it all really well. And then also, uh, John Dies at the End by David Wong is one of my favorite series, but the first book always makes me smile whenever I read it. Ooh, and then a third that I can recommend, uh, this is a kid's book, not gonna lie, but it's been one of those stories that you've read as a kid that you just still love to this day. But uh, Dragon Slippers by Jessica Day George. Like that is one of my favorite books of all time. That, like, that and the series that accompanied it, but mostly that first book, I read it like five times whenever I was a kid. I would always go to the library and check it out because it was my favorite thing. And then I bought it. Like, it's great. Oh, I love books like that. I used to read um, Junie B. Jones. I mean, who didn't read that as a kid? But oh my God, I used to be obsessed with her books. And I'll never forget when I got into like fourth or fifth grade, they told me I couldn't read them anymore because they weren't like at my reading level anymore. They were like below my reading level. No. And I was so depressed because literally that's all I would read ever. No, that's terrible. <laughs> I would I would be like so I would probably cry if somebody stopped me from like reading whatever I wanted to I was read. so upset. I was like, what the hell am I actually supposed to read? What is the best food stop in San Antonio? Food stop? Like fast food or like an actual sit-down restaurant? It can be any. It can be a food truck, it can be a restaurant, but what is the best one in your opinion? Um, the best one if I had to pick I would say La Gloria is one of my go-tos in San Antonio. Anytime I have guests, like friends come to visit me, I always take them there because they have the best margaritas, some of the best like Mexican street food. Oh, it's so good. Final lightning round question. What is your favorite place to exist? You know, this can be like your bedroom. Maybe you feel most like yourself there, or this can be, uh, as uh, one of my previous guests said, you know, a river in Montana. Oh, Um, I would say my favorite place to exist, it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific place, but I have one of those little Eno hammocks that you can set up anywhere. 
So if I can set up my little hammock by some type of body of water, be it a lake, a river, but just kind of in the tree shade on like a 75 breezy day, like that is my little happy place. If I can just lay in my hammock with a book, listening to like the water and the wind, oh, it's the most serene place ever. Okay. And with that, that is all of the questions that I have for you today. Uh, yay! Is there anything that you have upcoming that you'd like to plug? Um, Upcoming, we have some big changes coming to 3Bs here soon. So I'm not gonna give too much away, but we've kind of started to hone in more on what our, um, you know, what our customers seem to really enjoy and really like. So keep an eye out for changes coming to the bees. Anybody can follow us on Instagram. It's at three underscore bees underscore boutique. So keep an eye out for some exciting things in the near future. And yeah, that's all I'll say for now. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a guest with me today. You were amazing and you're so fun to talk to. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your little Labor Day holiday, right? Yes, please. <laughs> having me on yeah no problem thank you thanks have a good day bye bye if you'd like to see more about Alea, you can follow her on instagram at Alea benavides or as she's already mentioned you can follow three bees boutique at three underscore bees underscore boutique to see what's new with her shop if you enjoyed today's episode give us a follow at the texas tasty on instagram and twitter upcoming episodes and more can be found wherever you get your podcasts this is alejandra gavilanes signing off 